Ephesians chapter number 6, starting at verse number 10 through and including verse number 13. I'm reading from the New King James Version. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Proverbs 16.1 says, The preparation of the heart belongs to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Father, we thank you for your word. Now let that word explode in our hearts and our minds. Let it not just be in our ears, but let it be in our hearts. Let it cause our hands to move and work and our feet to move and go. We say yes to you this day, Lord, and we bless your name now. Let this word charge, challenge, and change us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. talk about ticking on the enemy ticking on the enemy living in dominion but we got to tick on the enemy sooner or later every believer discovers that this life that we have this battle that we are in is not a playground this is a battlefield. And that we face a very strong enemy that we cannot defeat apart from the power of Jesus. That Paul should use this military term here in this particular verse is not surprising when we consider the fact that at the time of this writing, he was chained to a Roman soldier. The 20th verse of this chapter says, For which I am an ambassador in bond, therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. As Christians, we face three enemies. Every Christian faces three enemies. We face the world, the flesh, and the devil. The world. This referred to the system around us that is opposed to God, that cater, that, 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 that kind of make us uh, oppose the, 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 the word and the command of God. It has to do with the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. I'm sure all of us have experienced that one. Then we got the flesh, the old nature, that we inherited from Adam. All of us have that nature. Then there is the devil. And now that devil is a devil. 
His, his name means accuser because he accuses God's people before the throne day and night. His name is also called Satan. That term Satan means adversary because he is the enemy of God. He is also called the tempter in Matthews 4 and 3. He's called a murderer and a liar, John 8, 44. He is compared to a lion in 1 Peter 5 and 8 and a serpent in Genesis chapter number 3 and 1. Now this enemy that we have masquerades as an angel of light and seek to blind men's mind to the truth of God's word. The fact that Paul uses the term wrestle give us to know that this is hand-to-hand combat that we are engaged in. Satan wants to use our external enemy, the world, and our internal enemy, the flesh, to defeat us. He, the weapons that he is using are not to be played with. They are to be taken very seriously. That's why he said in the book of First Peter chapter 5 and verse number 8, he says, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, like a roaring lion, he walks about seeking whom he may devour. And may I say it doesn't matter how strong you are. Without sight or vision, we'll find ourselves like the strongest man that ever lived. And we know his name was who? Samson. We'll find ourselves grinding at a wheel, walking in circles, getting nowhere. That's why the devil first thing he does is come after your sight. He wants to blind you. Before Samson lost his sight, he was doing some really great works. He was ripping up fence that took 12 men to open. He was killing thousands with the jawbone of an animal. He was breaking ropes like thread. But then he lost his sight. And he found himself walking in a circle serving the adversary. This came about because of his arrogance and his disobedience. We got to be very careful. Got to be careful how we refute what God has said in his word. That's why I say Read the word and pray. You got to read the word and pray because I tell you what, when your intellect starts getting into there, you can really mess up. I'm not telling you to be stupid, but I'm saying that whenever you read the word and don't understand it, make sure you go to God and Lord help this word to explode in my heart. I want to understand the word because if you start putting your little two cent in there, Satan can blind the mind. Now, once we become arrogant, once we become disobedient, then we have opened the door to allow Satan to come in and place a blindfold over our eyes. Once our eyes become blinded, 
I don't care how strong you are, you're not able to go anywhere. Therefore, we want to make sure that we read that word of God and make sure that we can hear what God has to say to us. Uh, we've got to be careful with what you hear, what you allow to come in and out of your ears. You've got to be very careful with that. And you know what happened to Samson. Samson, was, he, he was there. He couldn't hear but one thing, and that was Delilah. And she was, oh, God, she was speaking good to him. That girl was speaking some sweet stuff to him. And momentarily, he forgot the word, and that's what Satan wants us to do. He wants to speak in our ears so that we forget the word of God. And you know how we are. We think if we get by with something once or twice, we can always get by with it. So he just told us something there. She said, well, he told us, well, just, just put my hair in a weave or something like that, and, and, and I'm going to be all right. And she did it. Got up there and he shook himself and, and went on about his business. And that's the way we do. We get up there and we, just, we do stuff. But then we come in and shake ourselves. And so he kept on. But he, he kept on until after a while. He said, well, this chick is all right, but she ain't going to do me no harm. She, she, she vexing me. And what Satan will do from time to time, I don't know if you have felt it yet, he will... He will actually try to wear you out. He will wear you out. He will bombard you with the same stuff over and over and over again. Anybody, is there any witness in this house that know? He's persistent, isn't he? He don't just give up. You can't embarrass him. He keep coming back. And every time he come back to you, you got to have something to give him. If you give him the word enough time, he'll leave you alone and he'll go on about his business. I believe it was, uh, it was Jeremiah that said, thy word was found and I did eat them and thy word became the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. We got to stay in the word of God because the word of God is what give us the nourishment that we need to keep on keeping on. If you don't stay in the word of God, amen, that's why you have to fight so much. You, you, you can sit down, and you can look at one of them stories, you can look at them games, you can look at them things three hours, eating popcorn. Don't bother you. Oh my God, you, 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 your energy is up. Three hours in pay. Oh my God, the game off already? Sit down with the word of God and in 15 minutes, A mist fall over you. <laughs> and you're waking up and forgot all about everything. You say, Lord, I thought I was reading this word. But what has happened then? Satan have come in and sat in your lap. And he'll, he'll let you have a capacity for the word, but no capacity for uh, amen, uh, capacity for the world, but no capacity for God. Uh, a pastor once, one sister came to the pastor and told the pastor, the pastor, I am just, I am just an embarrassment. I, I'm an embarrassment to the church. I don't like myself. And uh, I'm, he said, I'm an embarrassment to myself. I don't know why I do the stuff I do. So the pastor asked her, said, do you read the Bible? 
She said, yeah, whenever it's convenient for me, I read the Bible. And then there, there was a baby in a crib, and so the pastor asked her, said, well, suppose you were to feed this baby every two hours and then skip two or three days and then feed her every six hours and then skip two or three days and then feed her every two hours. What you think will happen to the baby? She said, well, the baby can't exist that way. He said, and you cannot exist with the word of God the same way. Amen. If you got to feed a baby every uh, two hours, it's been a while since my baby is, how old are you, baby? My baby 35, so it's been some time, but I know what it is to get up. Yeah, I used to get up with a lady. lady would let me sleep, and then <laughs> I, would, I would just get up every now and then, feed the baby, and she'd be sleeping, because we was in this thing together. And that's what she told me. She said, Jane, we're in this thing together. I wanted to tell her about me having to go to work, but I... I knew how to avoid arguments. <laughs> so I would just get up and feed the baby. But, but the, thing, the thing was, the baby, when the baby wants to eat, it cries. If you don't feed that baby, eventually that baby becomes weak. And this is the reason why the enemy wants to keep us from the word of God. But we got to develop an appetite for the word of God. You've got to read it whether it's convenient or not convenient. You've got to take the time to read the word of God. You know, sometimes praying is good, but you've got to know what you're praying for. If you don't read the word, you don't know what you're praying for. So you've got to turn around and you've got to have that word. And when that word of God explodes in your heart and in your mind, it brings about a deliverance in you. Amen. The word of God then is a fire that burn up evil. Not only that, but it's a hammer that breaks, amen, the heart of, of malice and hatred. Amen. It is a two-edged sword that divides between the joints and the marrow. The word of God is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our past. It is a treasure to be hidden in our hearts. It is a map that will lead from earth to heaven. The sword of the spirit that gives us the ability to fight. It is said of the, uh, of the young men back there when Paul is using this illustration that if a man was in the military, if you drop your sword, amen, you might want to fight in your mind, but if you don't have a sword in your hand, amen, you are no good for the battle. And the same thing is true about us, a man or woman that's real zealous without the word of God can do nothing. But he said, take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And every now and then when the devil come against you, you can't say, I think it's in the Bible. You got to say it is written. This is what happened to Jesus in Matthew chapter number four when the devil came against him and made those presentations that if you be the son of God command these stone to be made to bread and what he wanted Jesus to go back and think what 
put it in himself. Why would my father lead me out in the wilderness and let me starve myself to death out here in the wilderness? He wanted him to go to his intellect and try to reason among himself. But Jesus had the word of God. He said, it is written, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Sometimes when the devil is bombarding your mind, you can't wait for your next stop. Sometimes you got to pull on side the road. Y'all know you got a little, a little Bible in your little phone. Pull on the side of the road and get a signal. And once you get a signal, get a reference and find that thing that the devil is trying to make you do and just read the word I wonder is there anybody that ever did it that when he's trying to tell you that you can't do this and you can't do the other just get a signal and find it in the word of God and say God has given me dominion and try to be accurate in quoting the scripture to him because he'll try to reverse it on you but if you got the word of God amen the devil cannot defeat you I heard him saying in the book of Revelation and they overcame him by the word of their testimony and by the blood of the lamb I think we need to go back and get some blood how about you because we're coming against a demon that is coming out to destroy us we gotta go back and get the blood can I get somebody to shout the blood the blood the blood amen back there when we didn't have a whole lot of stuff we had the word of God amen we had the blood of Jesus when we didn't have money we had the blood y'all so young y'all don't know nothing about it but when you didn't have no money you would heard the old mother said the blood of Jesus amen and when uh, she didn't have enough medicine because they didn't have Medicaid and Medicare then amen they didn't have welfare they kind of looked out for one another she would shed the blood she would just go when a child was burning with fever she would take some olive oil because everybody had some anointing oil and they would just put all on their head and say the blood of Jesus and after a while after a while that child would get up from there back there when we didn't have alarm system I know y'all got y'all got alarm systems and y'all got cameras you can see people coming from a mile away but when we didn't have alarm system we would lay down in the bed at night time and share the blood of Jesus watch over this house I don't want to sleep on many a night with no alarm system nothing but the blood of Jesus and because back there when we didn't have insurance we had now we got insurance assurance 
and everything else but when we didn't have no insurance we had the blood of Jesus we prayed and God provided for us can I get a witness when we didn't have education amen we couldn't figure stuff out we would come in there and they would say come in here with this dumb stuff we didn't have no sophisticated answer but under our breath we'd be saying the blood of Jesus they be telling us stuff we didn't understand using words we didn't know what they were using but up on our breath we were said the blood of Jesus because some of those mothers didn't have a college degree most of them hadn't hardly got out of the third grade but they had been to the university of Jesus somebody 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 taught them about the blood of Jesus and they didn't know anything but every night when them them old mothers were saying the blood of Jesus and they were trying to figure them out what you said huh but what they had said under their blood was the blood of Jesus they cured more sickness with the blood of Jesus they cast out more demons with the blood of Jesus they didn't have nothing but the blood of Jesus but the devil was afraid of them because when they said Jesus said when I see the blood when I see the blood when I see the blood I will pass somebody shout the blood of Jesus is there anybody here that know the blood still work blood still work is there anybody know the blood still work when nothing else would work the blood still work when you don't know the name of your disease the blood still work the blood The blood. I wish I had a witness. I wish I had a witness. The blood. The blood. The blood. The blood. Oh, the blood. Still work. It still work. Anybody know it still work? Anybody tried the blood recently? We've been trying a whole lot of stuff. But if we can get back to the blood, if we can get back to the blood, blood over your children. Put some blood on them before they go to school. Blood on your job. Blood on your mind. Blood on your money. Blood. Blood, blood, when I see the blood, we got to get back to the blood, amen, for our kids, we need the blood, there's an onslaught of the devil that's coming, stealing our children's mind, 
Little kids are committing suicide because of pill pressure. You better start pleading the blood. Start pleading the blood so they don't feel left out. Plead the blood so they can keep saying in their mind. Plead the blood. It'll drive out the demons. Plead the blood. It'll put things back together. The blood. The blood. The blood. The blood. Wow, the blood. I can't take him on with a gun. I can't take him on with a sword. I can't take him on with hand grenades. But I can take on the demons of hell with the blood. Because if I can just open my mouth and say the blood of Jesus, I can take on the demons of hell. My house been protected by the blood of Jesus. My children have been healed by the blood of Jesus. My income have been protected by the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. And when I see the blood, blood have always been protected. Back there when Cain slew his brother, when nothing else would work, God killed a lamb. And the lamb was a down payment. It was a promissory note. Jesus said, use the lamb blood now. I'm going to make it good. So blood was all the way through the Old Testament. And when it got to the New Testament, amen, Jesus came up with a great long bill. Paul said the hands of writing was against us. But I saw him on the cross. And the Bible said he made a show of it openly. He let the devil take him. Amen. And abuse him. And the devil said we got him now. He don't have no power. And hell start rejoicing. And the blood ran down. The more he bled, the more the devil rejoiced. But that same blood, when that blood came down, historians say when the blood came from Jesus, say they said that Calvary, the hill, was at the same place that they buried. Amen. Adam. And when Jesus died, now this is this theory, y'all. And when Jesus died on the cross, when the blood came down and went down in the ground, it touched the first, the second main Adam, touched the first main Adam, and the veil of the temple was rent in two. And amen, he brought all things together in Christ Jesus. And the blood of Jesus. 
The blood of Jesus bought salvation. The blood of Jesus bought deliverance. And when he went in the cross, and on the third day when Satan thought he was down, the third day in the morning, he came up out of the grave saying, all power is given to me in heaven and in earth. And you say, well, preacher, did they put the blood in a basin? No, they didn't put it in a basin. But what he did, he took the blood and wrapped it up in his name. Somebody said, where is the blood now? The blood is in the name. So when I said Jesus, when I said Jesus, it releases the blood. Hallelujah. That's why I go down in water in his name. Because when I go down and they call the name Jesus, the blood of the blood is released and my sins are washed away and sometimes when you're in an accident and you can't hardly make it the only thing you got time to say is Jesus but when I said Jesus it released the blood and when I see the blood I want to say to you that if you are outside of the ark of safety you can have a part in this inheritance. The blood have not lost its power. It's still work. It's still work. I got some people standing on their feet right now saying, it's still work. Let me hear y'all say it. Let me hear y'all say it. It's still work. It reaches to the highest mountain. It flows to the lowest valley. The blood that Jesus said he will never lose his power. If Satan got you in bondage this morning, you don't have to be in bondage. God wants to set you free. What is going to cost me? Nothing. Come just as you are without one plea. I got free because I came and he shed his blood for me and my sins were washed away. If you are in the clutches of sin this morning, amen, all of us have been there. We are not perfect, but the blood of Jesus reached me. The blood of Jesus washed away my sins. Hallelujah. He had to wash me so he could fill me. He washed me with his blood and filled me with his spirit. Now I have eternal life. In Christ Jesus. What he did for me. He'll do the same thing for you. If you could come to the cross today. Come just as you are. He'll meet you at the foot of the cross. And he'll wash your sins away. He'll make you whole again. If you're here today. You haven't done anything so bad. That the blood can't wash. You haven't gone out so far. That the blood can't reach you. If you can find a yes in your soul today. Just come to this altar and tell God yes.